guys, welcome back to another episode of the Smoko Room. Today um, I'm with my super handsome co-host Aaron from Sydney Metro Plumbing. Good morning, Alex. You beautiful man. How, How are, are you, you? Mate? Good and mate. We have a very, very, very special guest of ours. Um, he just wants to be known as Ian. Uh, definitely worked with Ian. I did actually. I started my trade with him. He was my first tradesman and probably the one of the best guys I've ever worked with. And I, I do call him. He's the godfather of plumbing. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, you yeah. definitely are. He's very <laughs> modest. Very He's humble. Very modest indeed. Very yeah. humble guy. Um, welcome to the show, Ian. You're welcome, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun scrolling through on YouTube a little while ago and seeing you there clearing some drains. And I was like, wow. Seeing Alex's yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> that gave me a call. I've always wanted to keep in touch with Ian. Ian's one of those special guys who really cared about his apprentices, cared about the trade, um, staunch union guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, always stuck up for people that were getting oppressed on the job site. Mate, he was the voice that the, that we always needed. He's the people's champion. Yeah, he definitely is the people's champion. Oh, that's why it. we call him the godfather. So every time we walked in, we had to slip him a 50, kiss his hand. <laughs> kiss his ring. <laughs> kiss his ring, godfather. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, guys, look, um, I, I don't brag about too many people, but definitely Ian's definitely someone that I do. Um, I hold him very dearly uh, in my heart. And he's... Uh, what, you guys have been plumbing, someone's been plumbing in your family since? Yeah, so my mother's father was a plumber. Yep. Um, he had seven children, three of the six boys did the trade. Yeah, wow. Um, and then grandsons, there's four of us that have done it. And some are still in, some are out, some are in the building industry. Um, so pretty much I worked it out from 19, say 35-ish. Yeah. Um, there's been somebody... In the trade. Something. Yeah. That's awesome. Laying pipe somewhere. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> all that, all that terracotta is that harm. <laughs> so there isn't much that Ian doesn't know, and I know he always says he's still learning. But compared to, I think if he, if with half, half with with the things that he's forgotten, I reckon he still knows more than every other plumber that I know. It's too big to wrap that one. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does, and I don't talk much people up, but Ian's definitely someone very special, guys. Um, we want to touch on his experience today. Um, touch on where he's worked around Australia, you know, the projects that he's done. In a few places. But, yeah. our, but our first question is your relation to Ian over here, the godfather. And mm. Ian, what's your views on Alex and how was he as an apprentice back in the well, day? Well, Alex was great because he was mature age. He'd mm. come from a background in banking where, you know, he had to use his brain. He wasn't silly. Um, when he when I spoke, he paid attention and he had common sense about you. And what was your views when you guys have come from banking to plumbing? Yeah, at first I was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> this is really the field you want to do? <laughs> yeah, and then he explained the reasons why and he'd had um, uh, a few things go on in his personal life yeah. and mm. it just really made him sit back and reevaluate things and, um, yeah, like you were keen to do it. That was the biggest thing. So whenever we were going through it, I always believe in explaining why you're doing what you're doing and why you're doing mm. it. And therefore, you're not just walking around blind and... Whenever I was talking to you about what we're doing next, um, you were on the ball. Mm. So Alex had a purpose for plumbing, pretty much. Yeah, and you're also saying that you wanted to go and work overseas and do some good, and you had a purpose for being where you were, mm. you know? And we ended up doing it. Yeah. That's mad. Good on you, man. We definitely ended up doing it. But I owe, I owe a lot to Ian. I wish he was more in my life throughout my apprenticeship. Um, only because I would have been fast track so much quicker. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, especially but when that's a really important thing. You got to have an amazing tradie who's willing to teach you. 
Or the right people in your corner. Yeah. That's probably the biggest frustration I have with a lot of apprentices that, okay, I'm here, but I'm just here. You're just a number, I'm just there here just for the sake of it. Well, you're trying to explain things and trying to get them going and you don't know their background, you don't know where they've come from. Sometimes you you get them and they're quite arrogant. Oh, you know, I'm not listening to you, and it's like, well, okay, we're fine. I've still got to get some work done. But the two questions for you: Have you found that the differences in the last? Okay, you've been a plumber a long time. What's your differences between, say, 15 years ago to apprentices then to now? Have okay, you found so that it's changed or? Oh, yeah. There's influences. I've I started my apprenticeship at the end of '94. Yep. Um, we didn't have mobile phones. Yeah. And you talk with most apprentices at TAFE. Uh, yeah, you were the boy in amongst the men, and, yep. and you weren't going to be allowed to be a little boy. You had to grow. You up had to grow up really quick, smart. Yeah, do it real fast. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't uncommon to see things get thrown and yelling and screaming, and I suppose there's still a bit of that going on today. But um, yeah, I just being eighteen year old kid was just like, what the hell? <laughs> That's mental. Um, but I knew plenty of people that had been plumbers, such yep. as family members and the like, and it just. Hey, I wanted to do it. It was a path that I thought, well, hey, why can't I do it? So you just keep going and every day you learn. And yeah, I'm still an apprentice, but I'm 26 years. Yeah. Apprentice, wow. you know. So, um, yeah, and every day. And, and sometimes you'll come across something that you go, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that's the reason why I got out of bed this morning. Yeah, 100%. So, Aaron, just to put it in perspective, there's 26 years underneath Ian's belt, but there's 26 years of people do, that do work, but. That's 26 years of not easy work, industrial work. 100%. Mechanical work, you know, and... And Ian's still got a full set of hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's thinning, it's thinning. <laughs> Some of the hardest jobs that we've ever done, um, including, like, PC3 labs, you know, people wearing spacesuits to get in, um, military, um, nuclear sites and whatnot, whatever we did with Ian, mate. Ian, like, he'll look at a set of plans, and I'm telling you, today, those plans will go over a lot of people's heads. They wouldn't even understand how to read it. And yeah. that's the intricate details that, you know, I used to be, I was so privileged to be next to someone who was so intelligent. In a lot of cases and with the drawings, once again, it just takes time and you've got to put the effort in. You know I mean? Like when yeah. I first looked at plans, I was like, well, what is this spaghetti, you know? Yep. And that's sort of how it comes. And then over time you do a few things and I was telling apprentices now that when you do it, you have a mental picture of what it's going to look like. Now, when it's done, it won't look exactly the same. The same, yep. And then when you step back again and look at it, you'll say oh, next time I would have done this. It would have made it a bit easier. It would have looked a bit different. 100%. But, hey, like you said, what goes off the plan doesn't necessarily, you know, you've got to change things and make it work and it's thinking outside the square. Yeah. Mm. I've recently had an apprentice working with me. He's a lovely bloke. Um, I gave him the nickname Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love do, it. We're doing stack work and obviously the, the glue is blue and Picasso had his uh, blue abstract <laughs> phase in his life and after this young gentleman had done a few things for me, there was, um, yeah, glue painted over everything. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember saying to him, mate, it looks good, you just got to make it a bit cleaner and... Uh, yeah, you'll definitely never make a good bank robber because your <laughs> fingerprints are on everything. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. And he looked at me and he basically just said, oh, well, you know, you just make it look so easy. I said, well, no, I put the time and thought into it yep. and I have the processes. And I remember working with you and Alex and we're doing some um, stormwater and you basically said to me, you're not even here anymore, eh? I said, well, yeah, I'm here, but my brain is already mm. down Four or five road. steps down the year. Yeah, and that's sort of, you put yeah. clusters together, I'll little steps together, they make a group, and then you put the whole group together. I'll give you an example. Right, we're doing we're doing stack work with Ian, and Ian's like four or five steps ahead, 
the foreman comes, the building project manager comes, says it's supposed to be this way, but he's already problem solved what was going to happen about 30, 30 meters in front of us. That's and mad. he's like, no, nah, but you've got this service coming, that's coming here. If I put my pipes, and he was actually telling me, these are the, this is the heights that they're going to run the electricity on. Mm. This, is the, this is where the hot and cold are coming. We need to give that much allowance, man. And that's, like, I remember not going back and redoing work with him all the time. With, with the other tradesmen, we used to go back because they had followed the plans but not put the thought in. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest things I got with Ian is how to, how to think. How to problem solve. Yep. Three or four steps ahead. And that's the biggest thing. The whole in plumbing is problem solving mm. and it's constant. So there's no point working out the truck and picking up three things and coming back in and then, right. oh, I've got to go back. No, no, no. And if anything, you oversupply. So that and when you come in, you can do it. And exactly to. what we were talking about earlier with pricing between different suppliers and stuff, and even I had this conversation with you, us being more prepared makes your day and, and thinking before, like it just makes your life so much easier. And just you can go boom, 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 and there things was just get done. a great quote I saw uh, was from Benjamin Franklin. It was, um, every minute spent planning is an hour saved. Yes, um, I agree. And it, it is so true. 100%. <laughs> you know, I spent a bit of time working in the Northern Territory um, out of a place called Tennant Creek, which is 500 kilometres north of Alice Springs. We used to do a lot of remote work, yep. out to Aboriginal communities, cattle stations, police stations, yep. and the like, just doing the whole, the Barclay Shire. Wow, the truck. We just, you had to think of everything. You had to have everything on because there. Because yep. there isn't a race down on the, <laughs> Local corner, it just doesn't exist. I've done work out near Capity out past, like on my way to Mudgee, and then you know, like <laughs> if if you forget something, then yeah. you try and make the lift go, or you gotta go. You're halfway either way, and it's just a friggin' nightmare. Couple hundred k's, come hundred, and you're losing, you lose an hour or two. I um, I had a burst pipe. It was another add-on job while we we're out there, and once again, out in the middle of nowhere, and it came in from Polly to Polly, and it was a it was a Polly line, and it was a split. But with what I had, I had to go poly, pressure, copper, back to pressure, back to poly. And it was only the materials that I had with me at the time. I took a photo of it and then went back and I showed the boss. And I said, look, this is the best way I could do it. And he said, that's fine. And he said, whoever digs it up next is going to go. They didn't have what they needed, but they made it work. Had to make you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is guy on Instagram called the Outback Plumber, but he's yeah, he's no longer on there. But it was some interesting like stuff that he used to put up. He's had he had his truck and he just had fuck it wasn't even organised just shit everywhere on it just because you know if you're out there like it's well we had one trip uh, one job where it was a bit of forty mil copper that had been broken and yeah. it was from a medical centre so it had to be, be uh, it was running. a priority and I've gone out and seen it, what it was and the copper was broken and it was draining the tank which yeah. was fed by the ball so it sort of just you yeah. know it had to be sorted and I looked at the pipe and I went it looks like someone's hit this with an axe it just had that shape to yeah. it. And then I took a closer look and went, oh, it was the donkeys. It's feral donkeys <laughs> out out bush and there's heaps of them. But they're smart enough to know that there's water in the copper pipe. I'll break so it. So they hit it. So they kicked it and it just had that edge of the hoof, mm. you know. And you're like, wow, this isn't something Come that I've ever had to do no. before. And it's not going to happen in Sydney. That's crazy. You know, Melbourne or Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and you're scratching your head just going, wow, you're getting everything and anything, you know. Yeah. So talking about that, I just want to touch more base on on your experiences and and what you've got through. Do you want to just give us a maybe an overview? Yeah. Okay. So started my apprenticeship at the end of '94. Um, I did work experience and then was just helping out. My apprenticeship started from there in school holidays and stuff like that. And then finished year twelve, started the apprenticeship, went through, did that. That was all based in Sydney. Um, after my apprenticeship, we were leading the Olympics. It was 
busy mm. as anything. I'd sort of just been just working, 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 and I had to jump from employer to employer just to be able to keep going because jobs finished. And yeah. Whenever yeah. Uh, there's a start, you got to start now. Like there's no time to have a break. Yeah. So I think it was like four and a half years. I had like seven or eight weeks off, and I yeah, was well. just burnt out. So I went over to New Zealand to ski season. Um, just didn't want to plumb. <laughs> um, yeah, did a ski season, came back from there. Um, quick trip over to Western Australia to have a look around. I was interested in the place. Um, I wasn't quite ready to settle down there. Um, you, you said earlier that you did plumbing in WA. How'd you find it? Yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah. And I'd tell people as well that with the plumbing you do, it's always slightly different everywhere. Yep. Now, in WA, it, being in WA... Um, I'd get asked for what they call spud. Can you get us a spud? Now, you guys have any idea? Have you ever heard it before? A potato? No. How about a lugged elbow? Oh, really? Same. Huh. The same thing, but if I also say, have you got a number 19? Mm-hmm. So you have to adapt pretty quick. Like a know? disco. I'm pretty sure the Queenslanders call a disco a gully, I'm pretty certain. That's what we yeah. call it too, don't we? I don't. I do. But you yeah, didn't. sorry, from the <laughs> WA thing, I was over there and then I actually went and worked on a work holiday visa, went to the UK Spent two years, how they, just watching and working amongst those guys. Yep. Um, yeah, they're certainly not the quickest. <laughs> um, sometimes you'd be told just to slow down and you scratch your head and you just think, I don't feel like I've really done anything anyway. You know, it's just a different work. But their quality <laughs> work, they had, I saw lead pipes that run down walls that feed kitchen sinks. Yep. So I was looking at them and going, wow, how would you fix that if you got a leak? You know, I, I had a mate that that went to the UK who mm. I went to TAFE with, and um, he just literally goes, "Man, like it's a completely different different style of plumbing." Yep. He goes, "Man, all I did was boilers, chillers, like, and water and gas and heaters." And he goes, "Literally, all I did all the time." And gas over there is it's a real big thing, thing yeah. You know, whereas here it's you hook up a hottie and yeah, no problems all yep. the way. But they're getting things constantly serviced. And yeah, yeah. I think because their homes are a lot more airtight because yep. of the weather. Yep. Therefore, they've got to stay on top of it because you have a leak, you know. Like, You'll go to bed and not wake up. Wake up, yeah. So. That's all. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, it's an awesome experience. Travel and do stuff like. I mean, I'm lucky, fortunate enough to do. That. I haven't had the chance to do that, but I reckon it's an experience. Um, a lot of the younger guys can actually maybe relate to as well if they want to come back and they want to do a bit <coughs> of travelling. Um, what would be your advice to them? Um, yeah, definitely do it. And everywhere you go, you don't stand back and go, "Why are you doing it like that?" No, that's just that's how they do it here. And maybe if you do see an easier way of doing so, maybe mention it. But hey, remember, like you're, you're in their part of the world, so you play by their rules. It's just how it is. Um, and along the way, you will come across ways of doing things that maybe you hadn't thought about, and you go, "Wow, I actually like that." Mm. Um, yeah, I'm going to use it. Yeah, and just because it makes your day easier, mm. and you're constantly evolving. That's the biggest thing, and you have to remember that the way that I was doing things. In the early 2000s isn't the way that I'm doing, doing it now. now. Yeah. yeah. Like seeing crimp fittings come in for the first time. I was like, holy hell. <laughs> you know? How good is this? Mm. Really? Seeing a jetter come through. He's <laughs> like, yeah. No more push electric heel. Um, I've only ever helped somebody with a jetter once. Yep. Um, and I was just, oh, how's this work? How's that work? You know, um, I was just great. It was a new experience and I yep. was really enjoying it. They explained it through to me and went through. And it's really only been a sort of late that YouTube. Just yeah. getting on and drainating. Mm, Ollie, he, he's unreal. He's you know? <laughs> I love it. One of, one of the things that Ian, Ian told me was um, how important mathematics is. And he used to write up formulas when we used to do our stack work. Oh, really? And he took absolutely the guess guesswork out of everything. Yeah, it was well, precise. I, 
I enjoy my stack work, and for me, if you're holding um, a fitting up in the air with a tape measure, it's like game over. It's not working. It's, it is quite precise, and it's not difficult. It's just riding your triangles. If you use, if you can learn and understand how they work, that helps you get a 45-degree fitting. You plan your run out before you start, and then you just follow your lines. Mm. And if you're off the line that you've marked out, well, then something's wrong. You've got to reevaluate. Hey, it happens. Yeah. Um, just a slight measurement. You know, incorrectly looking at something, not allowing the extra fifty mil, hundred mil, the old hundred mil trick. Mm. That's the old classic. Mm. Um, and then, but you readapt and you make it go again. And the big thing is, like I mentioned before, you know, oh, hold on, this is too low or whatever. You look for where the problem areas are and you check them. Now, I worked with a guy a few years ago who he set up a laser in a car park and he set it up and he walked around and he said, right, on the slab about this is our lowest point in the whole building. Now, if we'd started running it, we could have run 50, 60, 70, 80 metres, but then got to this point and went, oh. Shit, we're in trouble. Not, it's not yeah. going to work. Mm. But being the lowest point of the slab, we set everything from there and then, hey, you add a little bit to fall or take away. Yep. But you got it to work and it just flowed. No yelling, no screaming. Decent day's work. Um, you make some money for yourself, you make some money for your boss, and you come back, you do it all again the next day. That's impressive. He was, he was the king. No, this was someone else showing me this. You know? <laughs> I was like, how good. He was so, the godfather of it. Um, and that's the big thing. It's all problem solving. Look at the job for what it is. And it's, um, you know, you go from there. And more about the UK. What what else? What else you guys? What, what, what would be different with them compared to us? Um, they use a lot of the, the pipes where they push together with the PVC with the rubbers. Mm-hmm. And I used to think these are going to leak, the rubber is going to perish. Mm. But with the lubricant, when you push it all together, you give it a day or two. Goes it's hard. as good as being <laughs> glued. And yeah, once again, you just adapt. Adapt to it. And that's the big thing. And I know when a lot of English plumbers come out mm. and they see the way we do things here, they go, Are you kidding, kidding. me? <laughs> and you go, Oi, our yeah. house, our, our, rules. our rules. You know, um, so that, you know, accept them or it's not for you. Yeah. It's, that's the biggest thing, you know, but you definitely don't go somewhere new and say, right, you're going to do it like this. Uh-uh. If it's been working that way in that area for so long. Just broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. stick from there. Like I've, I've also worked in the ACT, uh, Queensland, Western Australia, um, and everywhere is slightly different. Like you go down to Tasmania, for example, they've got the cold issue. So mm. running pipes across ceilings, they all have to be lacked. Mm. But in North Queensland... That's not an issue, that. an issue at all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because we've got property down on the border in Aubrey and they've got certain things that they do because of how cold it is. And even when I do work out at Lifco Way, like they've got, you know, you've got a flare everything on a hot water system. And generally, like, you know, you couldn't get away with that down in Sydney. Uh, like, yeah. uh, what I mean is you can use King of Nights and Olives down there or because certain things would blow off because of how cold it does get. Um, your experience after the UK, your UK visit. I uh, come back. I uh, continue working in Sydney for a little bit. Yep. Um, still have Wanderlust. Still like to travel. So um, for about a year or two, packed up, went to Sri Lanka, just <laughs> hung out at the beach, drank beers, and that's <laughs> went, mad. Went surfing, you know. <laughs> it was like, hey, life's pretty good here. <laughs> but sooner or later, the money runs out. And you go, well, yeah, we've got to get back to reality. Yep. Um, that's another thing with plumbing. It pays well. Pays well, hundred percent. Yeah, and you don't finish your plumbing apprenticeship with a hex debt either. You no. know, and you're making money the whole way through. Yep. So. Yeah, depending Pretty on how much Pretty much just have to are. sell your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not necessarily, but you do have to pay attention, and, and yep. particularly with apprentices, the one thing that does frustrate me is that the phones are a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably, they are an advantage when used correctly, but they can be a disadvantage yep. just being there. Yep. Um, and it's for me, the big thing is attitude. 
you've really got to be paying attention. You've got to remember the tradesman's not there. His sole purpose is not there to make sure that you learn. His sole purpose is to get the job done. To get the job yep. done. While you're in his company, you're watching and learning. Yep. And hey, when I work with other tradies, everyone has a different approach. Yep. And oh, wow, I like that. Or I like that, but I, I won't necessarily use it, you know? Yeah, so and with the travel, I came back and spent a little bit of time up in Queensland. Um, worked in Harvey Bay, which is a lovely joint, for six months. Yep. Across the way from Fraser Island there. Yep. What was the temperature like? Um, yeah, it was, I remember being wintertime and like sleeping. We had the windows open. Wow. Stuff like that. It was just not overly hot, but just mild and quite temperate. It was really good. Some of the companies you work for over the time, don't have to give names, but just more or less uh, the construction, maintenance. Yeah, look, I covered a lot of bases yep. and you sort of flow like when the GFC was on you really scratched and you just had to take what you could, you could mm. yeah. so I did drop back and do a fair bit more domestic and maintenance Yep. Um, family and friends would be ringing me up hey can you come and help me out I've got my plumber's license so yep. you just get your insurances and everything in order and which are important you've got to have them how, how did you find the GFC how did you find that time period um, obviously because there's, there's tension at the moment we don't know what's really going to happen in the world currently yeah you know? so I remember having friends that were still in the UK at that time yep and in London, everything just shut down. Yeah, Every wow. company's like 30, 40 blokes, sorry, no more work. Everything just ceased. Stopped. Yep. In Australia, we actually had a really good run. Things kept ticking over. And I remember after I was working with you, Alex, that I went down to Canberra and mm. you could pick who you wanted to work for and Kitty. how many hours you wanted to do. And the, and the money was really good on the EBA sides. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of in its own little bubble. In time, that did change. But look, their markets, they go up and down. Yep. Um, sometimes it's, um, you know, you can name your price. And other times it's like, oh, please, can I just have a job? Yep. So you've got to understand that, hey, you know, you just, you roll with things. And that's... 100%. It's good advice. So throughout your career, what have you seen the most biggest radical changes that have come through that have made, you know, you've taken it? Because um, I spent a lot of time with my grandfather, who was a plumber, and... I used to come home from work and he would say, what did you do today? And I'm okay, we did this or we did that. And he said, well, previously we used to do it like this, this and this. So not only so much in my lifetime, but um, they used to, the water supplies to the house used to be done out of um, Gal. Mm. Yeah. Which now is just really? Unheard of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and PVC was probably the biggest one, laying of drains. And you talk with guys in the 70s that were had been laying urban wear. Inspectors used to show up. They'd put a marble on the I, high end and they'd walk down. Yeah, I have and if the marble that. didn't make it all the way down the end, that was it. Job failed. Push yep. it out, do it again. I just dropped balls in there and it just and, and they go, I've heard, I can't remember where I heard it from, but I have, yeah, that's crazy. The other one was where they used to put a mirror and a light and a torch and they'd look at one end, well, set it up on one end, go down the other end, put a mirror the, back down and see the reflection. See the reflection. And if it wasn't perfectly round, it was like, sorry, you got a deviation in your pipe, fail. So the guys were real craftsmen in that it had to be spot on. And particularly if you go around Paddington, Surrey Hills, those places, and you look at the old unit blocks, they're doing fully vented systems. They were using cast iron. They were using copper. They were knocking branches in, like knocking a branch in four inch to four inch or 100 mil to 100 mil. I wouldn't even really know where to start. I'd have a go at it, but that's what these guys did. They made fittings. Yeah, I had a branch form of 65 mil T the other day. That wasn't fun. Copper yeah. craftsman. A guy that uh, I know, he's actually a fifth generation plumber. He was telling me he's a more me he does mechanical, that he knocked in 150 into 150 in copper. Wow. And he was explaining to me, I said, how long did it take you? And I'm thinking like an hour or two. And he said, no, we actually put a stopwatch on me. I was 13 minutes. 
<laughs> wow. How much is a cup of tea? Six it, inch. It, yeah. yeah. I was like, and so he just branch formed it in, just, yeah, just branch formed it. Up. it. That's but mad. He came through a system where when the tradesman, I remember him saying to me, you not only knew their names, you knew their wife's names, you knew their kids' names because you spent so much time with them. Yeah. But just in their presence and, and continually working and learning. And that part has really changed where there's a lot of chopping and changing. People getting, particularly apprenticeships, just, you know, thrown around here, there, not learning or just being treated as cheap labour. Just here, go down, get the go down and mix the mud, or get the supplies, or pick up the delivery. I think that was, that was one of biggest Ian's biggest advocacy was he always used to look after the younger. You used to teach people. Always, it was there yeah. to teach. You want to learn, you'd fight Pay to attention. work with him. Yeah, I know. In a lot of cases, I'll get gear ready. I'll be looking at plan sorting stuff out, and I'll sort of set things up in like blocks. So you mentally, you're preparing fittings and plans, and you go right. And I won't say to an apprentice here. I, work this grid line out or whatever, I'll do that nitty-gritty stuff. So it's that's on my head to make sure that it works. Mm. But once you get them set up and you explain how to set up clips um, and things like that, it's like, okay, well you've got the system, set up the lasers, now go keep going, you know. And if if you don't get that experience, well, you're not learning. 100%. You know, so – but also at the same time, I've had a lot of – a lot of um, apprentices where you try and explain and they're just not interested. Thank you. And it's frustrating and you're just like, oh. And I like saying to them, is it my job to teach you or is it your job to learn? And there's a bit of both and if so, in what order? And you can see that it get, really does go over their heads. Like, what do you mean? No. And I'll put my hands out and I'll say, well, here, you want it? The knowledge, I'll give it to you. Mm. But it's thin air. Like, you can't give it. You've got to learn it. And the only way to learn it is to put time and effort in. And every time you do something, you'll go, oh, I did this, or next time I'll add this into it. I mean, constantly evolving. Constantly. 100%. No, I think we sh- I should come out, do a couple of days with you. <laughs> <laughs> Help me evolve. I it's, just, it's interesting to hear from a different... Yeah, yeah. I just... One thing which got really got me in my time in the Northern Territory and then again in Western Australia, I'm looking at hot water heaters and, hey, same sort of setup, but they had um, pressure relief on the cold as well as the hot, and you're thinking, that's overkill. But then you start asking questions, and then particularly working in the Northern Territory, where they have hard water. Here on the East Coast, we've got soft water. Mm. We don't have the calcium build-up. Now, yeah. seeing calcium build-up in thick copper pipe, it's not uncommon. It will create blockages. Mm. And it's just that, the quality, it's just the mineral content that yeah. we don't have here. And the reason that they have the pressure valves on the hot water heaters is because one will seize up, potentially. And then that hot water heater turns into a bomb. Yeah. So right. by having the second one, there's less chance of both of them seizing up. You know, at least then one will work and be able to relieve pressure when it needs to. It's awesome. It's awesome. But I still remember going there going, this is overkill. <laughs> like, why are you guys doing this? What's the favourite job you've ever worked on? And uh, why? And maybe why? Uh, usually they've got a great view. And it's <laughs> just a nice place to be. I had one in... Manly, which I thought I'd never top. It was just behind the course, though. I had a view of the beach. I um, used to get the ferry to work across oh. the harbour from Circular Quay. And like I've always, I'm always had an accident in Manly. All the beautiful women walking around. <laughs> around the well, back of someone. <laughs> so I tell people when they do maintenance around Bondi, make sure you've got um, insurance on your car. 100%. Because <laughs> it's very distracting, you might mm. say. <laughs> um, yeah, the job at Manly, I just thought, wow. Um, it was a block of units, nothing overly special, but yep. just a good lifestyle and I was getting away on time. I'd have a swim at Manly Beach after work. Yeah. Yeah. So you get all that dirt and dust off you and grime and you get back on the ferry and you'd be like, 
it's unreal. Like, how good is this city? Yeah. You know, really just enjoying them, get the bus home, and then hey, I'd be off doing what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, but of late, um, I've been working at Watson's Bay, and yeah. yeah, once you get up in high places in Watson's Bay, the views of the harbour and the it's ocean, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, wow, how good is this? Yes, you're not yeah. in some dreary little unit block down in the basement somewhere where you know you've got to have much we got to have light brought in all day you know so it's pretty much the locations the work is the work yep. um you know you make it work and you do what you have to do so but being able to go home at the end of the day with a clear head just feeling good yeah you know about yourself and one of the issues actually I, it was a guy that worked with in the uk he went to his doctor and basically said, I'm not feeling the best. Like mm. mentally, I feel a bit drained and fatigued. And he said, well, explain to me your day. Mm. He said, well, I get up, I go to work in winter in mm. London. I work in a basement. I have lunch. I come up. Then I finish lunch and I go back into the basement. We work till five or six. Then I come out and I go home. And the doctor said to him, no son. No son mate, you're seeing sun for 20 minutes a day. That is not good no, for anybody. Yep. You know, so he had to change things up. Um, and he said, wow, like just the change. In himself, how he felt, you know, skills that you um you'd like to still like to learn and improve on. Being that you've been in the plumbing industry for so long, <laughs> um, copper's always a bit of fun. You get an oxy going because the oxy isn't used so much anymore. Hundred percent. Well, wait, weren't you the one that told me like since when the B press came in, you said um, it's added another five or ten years to someone's life. Yeah, well, the wear and tear on the general body. Yeah. You, told me that. you said that to me. You're under a house. I couldn't tell you how many times, particularly in my early career, where you'd be under a house and you know you've had to join two like twenty meter oxygen leads together just to be able to get where you needed to because mm. of the access. Access, yeah. Um, and you're under there for a while, and you're welding, and you're on your back and stuff stripping on you, and and like, you're physically exhausted, and, and it's draining. Whereas B press, you push it all together. It doesn't matter if there's water in the line or not. Yeah, zip, zip, zip. Done. Yeah, yeah. Pass it off. Out we go. Next one. Away you go. I mean, and, get, and that's why you're probably lucky. The industry is evolving and changing. Like I remember, I did my apprenticeship on electric eel. My jaw 75 kilos when I started my trade. So I'm a bit bit heavy duty now. Bit of a bigger lad, but my shoulders like. Made me physically strong, but you know, you do four chokes a day on an eel, yeah. yeah just where on, on your eels are hard, hard work. work I've used them, yeah. just I haven't used them a hell of a lot for a, for a while. But I remember in, in early stage of my career, it was like dragging all the, the cables, chains, yep. cables, but you might have to go up the back of a property. property and yeah, oh no, here nah. we go again, you know, that's and you get one lot of cables through, and then you still got to get the machine through, and then yeah. physically, you're. Just exhausted awesome. at the end of the day. So and then you got to drag the oxy bottles up to well one joint. Yeah, like, yeah that was no. a big one. So I got right into using uh, Crocs tool a few years ago. Yep. Um, changing over hot water heaters, working in people's houses. I didn't want to carry oxy up. So what you do is I, I put on the um, King Cane Art. Yep. Use the Crocsing tool, so which is sort of makes the O-ring out of, out of the copper. Yep. Not using um, an O-ring. Yep. Uh, or King Cane Art, sorry. And then I get the... Um, that hamstring and the yep. little red bottle, and I wrap it around, and then I just throw a new valve on, bang, 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 and give me banders every day of the week. <laughs> you know, half inch banders. I use them so much in my apprenticeship. Yep. It was great. I remember buying three quarter banders because I was sick of welding three quarter <laughs> elbows. You know, just bend it all up. Yeah, and, and once again, it's the basic mass, yep. uh, and you just keep everything square or forty five, and use forty five, not same as drainage, or just yeah. keep it simple and basic. Boom, Uses boom. The yes. right angle trick you learn it in geometry and year nine in high school. Um, and you just put that formula, but it's also putting that 
that formula practice and that's yeah. the bit that takes time mm. you know and it's easy to not allow it a little bit for a measurement no you're too long you're too short yeah but once again you know it's you get better and better and better and you're always learning you don't you don't stop and if you think you know it all no, sorry your heads up your ass you know yeah. and did you enjoy having alex as an apprentice back in the day it was great because he paid attention and he wanted to learn. That was the big thing. I remember you mentioning that you knew somebody that was in the plumbing industry and they told you that, look, you need to find someone that's willing to teach you. And it was something also my grandfather said that you've only got four years yep. to learn your time. If you're wasting a single day, um, and particularly now the apprentices, I said, I find that you learn more in your first year or two out mm. because all of a sudden you don't have somebody. You're not somebody's shadow big anymore. World. Yeah, you've got to make it work. Um, and every now and again you'll come across someone like Alex that's really keen, switched on, and you'll find that those people are actually doing tradesman's work by their third year and fourth year, and then when they come out of their time, they're ready for it. You need the ground running. Yeah. Just catapult forward. But you need a good tradie, guys. So yeah. if you are young out there and you're looking at, you know, and if you're in the wrong wrong company, you're not getting that, that support and the mentoring, either A, find it from somewhere else, or B, go into a company that's... Um, more suitable to help out those younger kids. You definitely, you might, you might have to move and sometimes that's just it. Like I said, I had five companies I worked for during my apprenticeship um, and it was purely that there was work for so long, it ran out and you moved on. Now, each experience I had, it gained again and again. It wasn't like there was just one way of doing something. That's the big thing I learned, that there's multiple, like there's how many ways can you skin a cat? Mm. And you hear that regularly, you know, and it's so true. You get your head around it and once you take that approach that, Things can be done multiple ways, and there's just not one way to do it. You know, things start to move That's and work for you. What What are some of the things you might be able to relate back to, um, other than the attitude and, and paying attention to the younger kids who were apprentices? Um, some some little tricks that you taught me. The, the big one that I like to use, and it goes over most people's heads, is just the right angle triangle trick. The um, you plot your lines. Um, and in a right angle triangle, triangle equals 180 mm. at a right angle, so that's 90 degrees. You should 90 degrees left, but you've got two angles divided by two, you end up with 45. And it's once you get your head around it, using it on formwork or on the ground or just doing little markings here and there, wow, your day just becomes easier. And particularly with stack work, it's up in the air, people can see it. Um, when it's rubbish, it's rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, mm. and then other times you, you walk through and, you know, it's like you go through car parks and shopping centres and every plumber just heads in the air looking at I stuff. I wouldn't do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you, or you say they were busy when they did this bit, you know. Or they um, blame the apprentice. Yeah. And it's great. You can, to a degree, you create a bit of art. Yeah. 100%. It looks like, oh, and yeah. I've been back through places 15 years after I've done stuff and I went, oh, wow. That's how I did it back then. That's so the awesome. evolution yeah. is continual, you know. And sometimes you'll go down a path and you get, no, no, I need to come back. Yeah. I need to get back to how I did it because it's I'm finding it hard. Why am I finding it hard? It's my approach. And yeah. you acknowledging yourself, it's you. Mm. You're the one that does it. My time in um, Central Australia, I really enjoyed working uh, with the Aboriginals mm. and I found they were great because they grew up hands-on, out and about, running around, hand-eye coordination, um, they were really switched on. They didn't weren't like they were locked up in a two-bedroom unit playing on an iPhone all day. Um, and just their physical ability, I could sort of demonstrate and say, hey, your world and things, and they just picked it up so quickly. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of solar systems, so I generally get them on the overflow. We had to run it from the roof all the way down to the ground. They'd run it through the, the ceiling space. You'd show them how to use a bender or the benders, and then you'd show them how to weld and how to – and you'd go, yeah, right, that's your job. I don't want to know about it. I've got too much on. We're busy. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're coming back. Yeah, it's all done. Do you yep. have a look? 
Wow. So the workmanship's amazing? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Mm. There you go. It's like anything. There's You can always see the character in somebody, and particularly when you get on big jobs and there's stack work going on, you can see the personality in the pipe work. Mm. And you, it's funny because after a while, I'm looking too much into this, but you, you say, yeah, such and such did this, or I did that, or such and such did that. Not that there's anything wrong with any of it, but you can just see their approach is they do things on a slightly different level, you know, or a different angle. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the great thing I enjoy watching other people do stuff because I just know that I'll pick something up mm-hmm. along the way. Especially know? especially when we jet. So when you're jetting and you feel it, like there's a 5, 15, 30, all these angles are coming through where he could have just gone a straight line. True. Yeah, two forty-five. Even with digging drainage and stuff like that, I try to keep it more. And this is one of the boys I was digging with the other day. They're like, as you've got to dig straight, just even set a string line out or mark like – Mark it out and just dig it straight. So you just even one of my mates is a, is a gun drainer. He's just like, just keep everything straight. Like you said, simple angles, forty yeah. fives, nineties, boom, boom. Spend that 10, 15 minutes marking up and just make sure it's correctly done. All your work is really your mental work is done in the first five ten minutes. It's the planning and the preparation, and it then it's the old you know, um, is it work to plan, work to plan, plan to work. Yeah, the other way, but you know, yeah, you know what I mean, and and really, you just got to follow that. And there's just, I tell people, there's no lies in it. It's just here to there, A to B, mm. off you go. That's that's all we know. Don't overthink it. Just what it is is one pipe straight across. If there's something in the way, well, then you got to go around it. If it's drainage, you need to make this fall. If it's water, you can bend up, move it and over it. Yeah, and every circumstance has its you know challenges. So just hey, deal with it. And plenty of times, don't ever be embarrassed. I have times where I'm like just. Maybe got a bit of brain fog or not really clued on at the time, had a busy week. Pull another trader aside and say, look, thinking about doing it this way. Get a second opinion. What do you reckon? Oh, what about this or this? And there'll be something that you can hide something in plain sight that you're just not, oh, what did I think of that? Yeah. You know, and it's just your, oh, my day is easier now. Mm. That's the big one. Mm. Maybe a couple of things about, um, I know you were quite big on safety and we work together. Yeah, look, I'm... um, (coughs) We, we all go home at the end of the day. Mm. That's the big one. And particularly you with always say that to me. First, particularly with first years when they start, it's they are a novice, and hey, it's so easy to hurt yourself. It's like L platers and P platers. Yeah. It's experience they get better and better with. The other big one I like to tell them is it can be a bit stressful on jobs, and you can, you know, have people yelling and screaming and carrying on like lunatics. And so when you walk out that gate, whatever's on your shoulder or in your mind, throw it over your shoulder and leave it on the job. Yeah, pick it up when you come back in tomorrow. Go home, enjoy your family, enjoy your own time. Enjoy doing what you want to do. And one other thing I'd, I'd really like to say is that it's quite easy for people to get overwhelmed. Mm. And I was telling this to apprentice the other day, I said, just do me one thing, do one thing for me. And he said, what's that? I said, go and do something that you like doing for you every day after work. Don't go home, don't crack a beer, don't have a scotch, you know. Don't find some other silly stuff to try and mm. unwind. No, no, no. And it might be go for a walk, go for a surf. Go around to your grandmother. Mm. Go do to something. The gym. Do something that's yeah. Go to the gym. That's the big yep. one. And you will get back to being you. Yeah. And you'll be more relaxed. And then when you come back to work the next day, well, just in general life, you're looking at things with a clearer mind, and you're doing things better instead of just being plumb and plumb and plumb and plumb. Yeah, and, plumb. and not allowing things to build up as well yeah. with a volcano that goes off, and and you know people <laughs> get overwhelmed. Do you guys? So. Uh, love um, it. Probably wrap the show up. It's come to 50 minutes. Yeah, Ian, thank you for your time, especially today. It's just greatly appreciated. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, honoured and privileged. And yeah, Alex, been quite a long time. I was wondering where he sort of ended up when I found you on YouTube. I was like, this is unreal. I'll get a <laughs> ring, you know. Always welcome, man. Um, so guys, give us a comment. Follow us on Smoker. Yeah, give us please a thumbs do. up. 
you know, if you hear us on Spotify or Apple Play, give us a rating on that as well. We're definitely coming through. I think um, a bit of a teaser coming up for the next episode or the next couple of episodes. We've got the guys, the boys out from Renai um, talking about the latest technology in hot water units. And I think we can drop the bomb here. It's hydrogen powered. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's mad. Yeah. Next, so, thing, next thing to learn. Yeah, the, the <laughs> new new technology coming through. I think out of Renai, Reem, and all the rest of those uh, big names out there, um, Renai is the only one that's actually got this technology, and they're pretty much they've been light years ahead of everyone else. Yeah, wow. And they're down padding it, so they're going to have a, a hydrogen blend with natural gas. And um, from what I know, even their current hot water units, the Infinity Twenty Sixes, they can actually still run on a percentage of hydrogen. Did you know that? I didn't know. So yeah. there's a lot of pre-planning then. Yeah, a lot of pre-planning, yeah. So, um, guys, we'll definitely be talking to the boys from there. We'll be talking about um, environmental, the ESC credits and the, and the and the credits that the New South Wales government is giving through to move over to electricity as well. Um, wanted to thank Ian for coming all the way up from other part of Sydney. Thank yeah, you very thank much you, for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, I think that was the quickest 50 minutes we've ever had. 100%. And I feel more educated than being you, Veen. Thank you, mate. <laughs> feel good. I appreciate it. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, thanks guys. Again, thanks, mate. For the, thanks for listening. All the best.